Could there be anything more beautiful in this life than Jesus calling you faithful? I don't think so. Let's look at it on this Monday morning. Good Monday morning. We're in our sixth letter to the churches and this may be my favorite one. It's the Church of Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia was a faithful church in the center of a very Greek culture. And yet they were able to um, hold fast to the truth that they knew. And it goes like this, write this to Philadelphia, to the angel of the church. And here is how Jesus describes himself. The holy and the true. Aren't you glad there's something holy and true in this life? David's key in his hand, opening doors no one can lock and locking doors no one can open, speaks. I have taken such great comfort in this truth in my life to know that when God opens a door for me, no one can shut it. And when God shuts a door that is not for my best, no one can open it. That is a uh, peace-inducing truth. He says this, he said, I see what you've done, now see what I've done. I've opened before a door you I've opened a door before you that no one can slam shut. You don't have much strength. I know that you used what you had to keep my word. You didn't deny me when times were rough. I want you to hear this today. Some of you, you're just tired. You have held on to the truth of God's word as much as you're able to, and you're just a little weary. And I want you to know today that God sees you and that he's opening a door before you, but that he knows exactly where you are. And watch as I take those who call themselves true believers, but are nothing of the kind, pretenders whose true membership is in the club of Satan, watch as I strip off their pretensions and they're forced to acknowledge it's you that I've loved. There is going to come a time that those who have pretended to love Jesus but have really lived contrary to their word are going to be exposed for the pretenders that they are, just like the Pharisees were in Jesus' day. We still have Pharisees in this day. And Jesus was wanting to let these weary believers know that those who were pretending to believe but were living contrary to the word of God were one day going to be revealed and that they were going to be revealed as the one that had the true heart for the Lord and that he loved. And then he says this, because you kept my word in passionate patience. Remember back to the very first church, the church of Ephesus that had lost its first love. Isn't this a very different descriptive of this church of Philadelphia? He said, you have a passionate patience. You have kept the first love for me and you have kept it even when times got tough. 
I will keep you safe in the time of testing that will be here soon and all over the earth. Every man, woman, and child put to the test. Now, what is he talking about here? Well, many translations call it the great day of the Lord. And those that know the Bible know that the great day of the Lord is the day of tribulation. Some people think this means that they will be raptured out of the great tribulation, that God's faithful church will be raptured out of the great tribulation. That is my personal belief. I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Some believe that God will just keep them and keep them safe during the tribulation, inside of the tribulation. That's a different type of belief that is existing today. Again, these are not salvation issues. These are just differences in our theologies. But he says, no matter what, I'm keeping you safe. Every man and woman and child. He says, I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. I want you to know Jesus is on his way and he's gonna be here soon. He says, keep a tight grip on what you have so no one distracts you and steals your crown. Do you know there's a crown of life? We talked about this last year. There is a crown given to those who are looking and anticipating the return of the Lord. I may not get anything else in this life, but I'm getting that crown in the next life because I've been looking for the return of the Lord since I was a little girl. But he says, don't get distracted. Friends, this is not a season where we can get distracted by the noise, by the stuff, by whatever is going on in this world, by the craziness, by any of it. We cannot get distracted. We have to hold on until the end because he's coming quickly. And then he says this, I will make each conqueror a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, a permanent position of honor. Back in, in that time when they would build the temple, people who were strong people of faith, they would actually write their names on the pillars of the sanctuary, on the pillars of the tabernacle. And Jesus, they knew what that meant. The Jewish culture knew what that meant because that happened literally in their culture. But you and I need to know what it means too. It means God will write our names on the pillars of heaven. What a position. What an honor. I grew up where, where if you gave a certain amount, you'd get your little plaque on the pew. Can you imagine your name on a pillar in heaven? Oh my goodness, what beauty, what victory. He says, then I'll write your names on the pillars, the name of my God, the name of God's city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and my new name. It might be our new names written on there. I'm so excited to know what my new name is. Are your ears awake? Listen, listen to the wind words, the spirit blowing through the churches, friends. God is going to honor his faithful people. Do not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you faint not. And God is going to honor your passionate patience. How? By saying, well done, good and faithful servant enter into the kingdom of heaven where I'm going to write your name on a pillar and you will forever dwell with me in my new Jerusalem. Boy, that's some good news up in here on a Monday morning. 
If your heart was encouraged today, please know that we have many other resources available for you. You can discover all of those at reclaiminghearts.org.